Inflame your love for God and have a comprehensive understanding of God's Word. Listen to Reverend Kweku Sumpa Osei, resident pastor of the Makanet Church International, North Legon, Agboba Branch, as he brings you the unadulterated and seasoned Word of God. Now, listen to Reverend Kweku Sumpa Osei. As you are here, God is going to speak to you and He's going to meet at the point of your needs. Just relax, open your heart, and believe God to minister unto you. Hallelujah. We want to quickly invite our sister, Patience, to come and give us a powerful testimony. Clap your hands for her this morning. Oh, you can do better. Clap your hands for her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to thank God this morning for his healing power. Actually, that was last three weeks I came to church and I was not feeling well. But I told God that even as I minister in the choir, I believe that he will, he will make you his power. So that day, I was sitting outside, but when the choir was about to sing, I came up here and I sat that day. And when I went home, actually I went to the lab to do a test. Normally when I'm not well, they normally tell me it's malaria. I did malaria test. They said I don't have malaria. I did typhoid. They said I don't have typhoid. But still, I was not feeling well. So the next day, I now went to the hospital and they did another lab on me and everything. And they told me that I had ulcer. So I was like, <laughs> I was very shocked. So when they gave me the drugs to go and buy, I came to buy the drugs and the guy added another drug to it. And when I took the drug, like I was down totally. I couldn't do anything. So my mom was even scared. They prepared food for me. I couldn't do anything. I was just lying on the floor like that. So my sister had to call my elder sister. And then she was like, the drug that was added to my drug wasn't the right drug because she's the nurse. So that day, that day, she gave us some things to do and my mother did it. And then, unfortunately, today I'm standing here healed, strong, and then fit. And I give glory to God for Put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, you can clap for Jesus. Even as you are clapping, you are receiving such a testimony. Hallelujah. And the second one is this week, Thursday, God added another year to my age. I want to thank God for that also. Wow. God bless you. Amen. I want to say a big thank you to our daddy, Reverend Kweko Osesumpa, for his prayers, his love. Even on that very day, he called me personally to wish me a happy birthday. Wow. And Pastor Ahimfu also. I want to say thank you so very Clap much. Clap your hands I'm for grateful. Jesus. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. I would like us to rise to our feet and welcome the servant of God, Reverend
we thank you. We give you all the praise. We worship you. Thank you for bringing us into the month of March. Oh, are you not a faithful God? You've kept us, Lord. You've kept us from January till now. Some of us have been on journeys on the dangerous roads of Ghana. Different places every day. You've kept us. We are still alive and we are healthy. Thousands and millions of people have died. Diseases are striking different nations of the earth. So many problems in the world. But Lord, through it all, we are still here. We want to say thank you. This morning I ask that you speak to our hearts. May our lives never be the same. Guide us into the truth. In Jesus' name I have prayed. And everyone said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated right there in Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Five important conditions for becoming a shepherd. I told you last week I was going to teach this today, didn't I? Five important conditions. Now, how many of you are becoming shepherds? Right. Condition number one. You must have a desire. You must have a desire. Amen. Amen. Why is it important to have a desire? Because without a desire, you will not do the work. Very simple. You must have a desire. It is the desire that would actually make you do the work. I like the dancing stars have a, a dance. Do the work. Do the work. I like that one. It is the, that's why the Bible says that he that desires the office of a bishop, 1 Timothy 3, desires a good thing. Not the title. We can make you a shepherd, but you, you, you will not do the work. Or we can make you a shepherd, but you will never actually be a shepherd. Yes. There are a lot of people who have titles, but are not really what the title confess upon them. That's why the Bible says, He that desired the office. So, you must have a desire. And I'm praying for all of you that God will fill your heart with a desire. That's why I'm also preaching about shepherding. Because the more I talk about it, I believe that the more the desire will be stirred up in your heart. So, when we are having marriage counseling before, about two weeks or three weeks before the, the marriage actually comes on, we have something called the sex class where we teach them how to have proper sex. Yeah. So that the desire will be stirred up in them. Somebody say amen. Yes. Only that these days a lot of children, by the time we get there, they are already more experienced than even those of us who are counseling. God have mercy. Somebody say, forgive. Amen. 
But that's why I'm preaching about shepherding. So that you have the desire stirred up in you. Yeah, because God wants you to become a shepherd. Yeah. Without desire, you, you will not have any interest. You see, as I'm standing here, I have no desire for beer. I've never drank beer before. There is no desire whatsoever. But there are some people when they see the sweating bottle, they begin to lick their lips because desire begins to well up in them. Amen. And desire is a very spiritual thing. Every woman desires a husband. Yeah. It is God who put that thing in them. And it was necessary for God to put that desire in them. You see, because when God brought Eve to Adam, remember, and later on, the devil came to deceive Eve and Eve ate the fruit and gave to her husband to eat. You know, after God came and God said, Hey, Adam, who told you to eat that fruit? Adam said, It is the woman that you gave to me. She is the one who caused me to eat of that fruit. I was sitting my somewhere, I was okay. I was naming the cows, the buffaloes, the tigers. I was fine until you brought this creature. So you are coming to blame me that I'm eating the fruit. Then Eve was there. Eve said, eh. Hey. Eve hey. hey. bad. Now he is blaming me. It's like I'm the bad one. Men are very wicked. So when God saw the way Eve was thinking, God said, no, 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 no. I have to put a desire in her heart. And all daughters will be born after her. Otherwise, Eve will tell her daughters that men are very dangerous creatures. Don't go near men. And women would not have liked men. So God put the desire in every woman to have a husband. Yes. So desire is a very spiritual thing. That is why girls like boys far more than boys like girls. Yes. They really like us, but they pretend. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I preaching to you? Yes. Every woman wants a husband. So you must desire. We cannot force you. Yeah. But when you see a woman organizing marriage, I mean, I remember one sister, is she here? Is she here? Oh. Yeah. Her guy name is Sally Commitment. Because I've used her to preach. She's such a powerful. I mean, I remember when we were organizing. You know, when you are getting married, you have to register and things. So I sent her to, I sent her to Adenta to go and get the forms and fill. And I mean, it was not a struggle at all. I said, no, I told her. 
A friend. Oh, you need to go and see the secretary at a dental and fill the phone. Yes. Oh, so we are there. <laughs> you will need some money. Oh, we have it. I mean, there was, there was no struggle at all. Everything was done. Because of the desire. And I'm opening when you have the desire to be a shepherd, nobody will tell you to go and visit your people. Nobody will tell you to pray for them. Nobody will tell you to, 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 to talk to them, interact with them. You, you have the desire is inside of you. But when there is no desire, you will see a shepherd you will not go and have a meeting with your people. Then we will ask you, oh, why didn't you have the meeting? I went, I went somewhere. That's why I couldn't go for the meeting. He said, there is no desire. But May God fill your heart with a desire. I said, may God fill your heart with a desire. A lack of desire means no interest. No interest. Yeah. And many of our church members are not interested in any shepherd. I don't want to do no shepherd. I just want to come and receive my blessings and go. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that for the time when you ought to be teachers. Hallelujah. So God is touching us and God is talking to us. Let the desire be stirred up. Think about it. Consider it. The, the time has come for you to rise up to become a shepherd. And begin. It's like a woman who is a, a, a virgin who has not married before. When you marry, it is difficult for you to commit love with your husband for the first time. Even the whole thought of it is scary. We talk to them during the counseling. Amanda, do you remember? I asked you, are you ready? She said, oh, Reverend, I'm prepared. I said, very good. And there was a performance. Hallelujah. Amen. You must rise up and become a shepherd. Yeah. Number two, I'm talking about five important conditions becoming a Condition number two is that there must be a divine call. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. The ministry or the church work is not a human institution. Why is Christopher? Why is there a trotro packed in our driveway. Ashes. I don't understand. A trotro is not supposed to park in our driveway. Find out. I don't know what's going on there. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. The call, you must have a call. And I know what you are thinking. You are thinking to yourself that, ah, well, me, I don't have any divine call. But I'll prove to you that you are called. I said, I'm going to prove to you that you are called. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Don't, don't make the, the call of God is not as mysterious. As many people think it's to be. No. The Bible says in Matthew 22 verse 14, the Bible says that many are called, 
So many of us sitting here under the sound of my voice are actually called. We are called. We are called into the ministry. Yes. Are you with me? Yeah, we are actually called. God has called you, Sister Jennifer. Sister Jennifer. Many are called. Yeah. Romans chapter 1 verse 7 the Bible talks about do you have a Bible? You no know, we don't have a, a, a projector today we are getting screens we are believing God that I hope you brought your pledges those of you who took your last because next week we must have at least one screen here we are buying two screens because I want to show you some pictures we, we are preparing for our cathedral Sunday and I need to show you pictures of the projects that the church is involved in. The, the various cathedrals. Do you remember Christmas I took an offering for roofing of the Dewu Church? I would like to show you a clear picture of the Dewu Church. Amen. Yeah, I would like to show you a picture of the Dewu Church. Is Ishmael Akoto in Buju? Is he in? He's not in. Alright. Yeah. So, you must have a divine call. Now, someone should give Pastor Hinful a mic so that he will read for us. Romans chapter 1 verse 7. Romans chapter 1 verse 7. Read it for us, please. Romans chapter 1 verse 7. Yeah. To all that be born in Rome. To all that be born in Rome. Beloved God. Beloved of God. Called to be saints. Called to be saints. So, in, if we are to apply this scripture to us here, we say, to all that are in Aboba, beloved of God, called to all, many are called. So, don't mystify, don't, don't make the call of God, don't be spooky. It's like you are waiting to, 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 to hear a voice calling you even my son, uh, even my son, Medoba, Medoba. I have called you my friend. To, to work for the Lord and to be a mighty shepherd. No, no, no. You are not likely to hear a voice shouting from the heavens. Hallelujah. Amen. But you can see from the scripture, look at another one, First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2, I believe. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2. Look at another one. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse Unto the church of God which is at Corinth. Unto the church of God which is at Aboba. Uh-huh. To them that are sanctified. To them that are sanctified. In Christ Jesus. Are you sanctified in Christ Jesus? When we say sanctified, it means that you have been washed by the blood of Jesus. You are washed. You are born again. Uh-huh. What again? Sanctified in Christ, he says, uh-huh. called to be saved. Called, can you see? From somewhere, so to the church in Aboba, mm. yeah? yeah, to all the members of the church of Aboba who are sanctified in Jesus, called to be saved. God has called us to be saved. Tell your neighbor that do you know that God has called you? Yeah. So, when we say that you need, you, one of the conditions of becoming a shepherd is that you need to be called. I want you to know that you are called. Tell your neighbor, you are called. Tell your neighbor, do you know that you are called? Yes. You are called. Yeah. 
Don't think that I can see some young people here. How old are you? 17 years old. These are the type of people that are called. Yeah. 16, even 17, you are too old. 12. Is anybody here who is 12? How old are you? 11, yeah. 11 year old boy. I was in secondary school when I was 11. Yes. Secondary school. Junior secondary school. I was, in, I, was in, I, was in, I was there. I was 11. One. From, uh, yeah, I think so. GSS 1. Yeah, 11. By 11, I was there. You're not a child. You know the things that he knows. He knows things. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, from verse 1 to 5, something happened there. Remember, Samuel, he had a mother who wanted a child so badly and prayed, and God blessed her with Samuel. So she took Samuel to the temple. Samuel was staying in the temple with Eli the prophet or the priest. Then someone will hear the voice, uh, someone heard a voice calling him. And someone thought that it was Eli. So, so someone went to He went to Eli. And then Eli said, I didn't call you. And Eli Then he heard the voice calling him again. Maybe you can read it first. First Samuel chapter 3. First Samuel. Listen, verses. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went into Eli and said, Here I am. For thou didst call me. For thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not my son. Lie down again. Verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of God yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called someone again the third time. Mm-hmm. And he arose and went to Eli. Three times he, he had a call. And back. said, I am here. For thou did call me. You called me. And Eli perceived. Eli perceived. That the Lord has called. That the Lord him. has called someone. You see, and you see now, you see, what, what it is is that. The, say. He thought it was Eli, but the voice sounded like that of a man. No. Many times. If I call, you see, if, as I'm here, you know, call, telling you that, oh, you must become a shepherd. You can say, oh, uh, the pastor wants me to become a shepherd. So, oh, how yeah. Jennifer, if I call you right now and I say, uh, Jennifer, I want you to go to Red Coat Flats and be our center of Asia. You will say, oh, Pastor Sumpa wants me to become the center of Asia at Red Coat Flats. Yeah. You may even go and discuss it with your friends. It's not easy for me. Eh? I'm a mother. I have to, my children. It's not going to be easy for me. And, and, and you can easily make it look as if it is a man. It's like I am the one calling. Hey, hey, Charlie, Pastor Supermaster, Charlie. This is thousand members here, Charlie. If he doesn't get, we don't have any peace in this church. You know, you can easily make it. Look, but actually. It is God. It's the calling. So when our prophet on the 31st night, I was in that service, he went to the Kodesh. I was right there. And he said, one of the things that he said, uh, Rashid, you know some questions, Rashid? Do, do, do you know what I want us to do? I want us to go and look for that message. Any of my technical guys, Jesse, Selom, Rashid, between the three of you, I want it to happen this week. 
go to the message and look for the place that he said this year if there was a, he talked, he said, but there was a particular place. He said, This year, anybody under my covering, every member in my church must become a shepherd. Because it is the year of the shepherd. Do you remember? There was a particular phrase that, yeah, that was actually the call of God to you. Yeah. But you can easily sit somewhere and say, Oh, the, the bishop man. You, you know a man. He, he wants us to, be, to become bishop. So that the church will become uh, he wants us to become shepherd. So the church will become bigger. Like I mean, I'm a small shepherd. You didn't know Lighthouse stuff will be here. God takes you know, I can't shepherd. Let's hope I'm sorry now. I see the yoga and shepherd. I'm a tower shepherd. But what you don't know is that it's actually the call of God. Because when God calls you, it may sound like a man. That's why someone thought it was Eli. Pastor Christian, you see, someone thought it was Eli. Yeah. So three times he went to Eli. He said, eh, "You called me, sir. You called me. Pardon. What did he say? He said, 'I've not called you.' So he goes back. Then he hears the call again. Ah, didn't you call me? I heard your voice. It sounds like it's just a man, but it's actually God. I want you to know that God has called you. If you are in, even the fact that you are in this service, and I'm talking about shepherding, it means that God has called you to rise up and become a shepherd. That's why you must become a shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. God has called you to become a shepherd. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. Don't expect the call of God to come in a strange way. Open to 1 Kings chapter 19 from verse 11 to 12. The call of God often does not come in a very strange... You are not likely to hear some strange voice. Some some of you, you want to see a spirit. If you see a spirit, you may die. You can't handle it. You cannot. Read it for uh-huh. First Kings chapter 19, verse 11 to 12. Uh-huh. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mountain before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And behold, the Lord passed by, uh-huh. and a great and strong wind rent the mountain. A great and strong wind. You, you see, you, you, you cannot easily handle a certain type of visitation. Uh-huh. And then what happened? And break in pieces the mm-hmm. rocks before the rocks, Lord. Rocks, the wind was, when the Lord passed by, there was a strong hurricane. Hmm. Then what happened again? But the Lord was not in the wind. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. There was an earthquake. Have, you, the, have, you, been, have you experienced an earthquake before? So pain. You have not experienced an earthquake. Who told you you have it? What you saw is an earth tremor. Earthquake. You, know, you are here in Ghana. You've not seen anything. Go to the people in Japan. They will explain earthquake to you. You see, earthquake. You are joking. Uh-huh, continue. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. The Lord was not in the earthquake. And, so, and after, after the earthquake, a fire. After the earthquake, there was a fire. 
But the Lord was not in the fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. A still small. That's the voice of God. God talks in a way. Maybe you have a silent conviction in your heart. That's how God talks. Are you with me? Yeah. A certain inner conviction. Still. Not loud. It's deep inside. You know that you have a desire. Something is is nudging you. No, you have to do it. That's the call of God. I said that is the call of God. God has called you to be a shepherd. Yeah. I'm talking about five conditions for becoming a shepherd. And I'm saying that number one, you must have a desire. And then number two, the divine call. And I'm explaining to you that don't think that the call of God is some, some mysterious thing that you know it doesn't apply to you. I'm telling I'm trying to prove to you that God has called you. Yeah. Many are called, but many people don't respond to the call. You know, and let me tell you something. When God calls you and you don't obey, or you begin to give reasons why you can't do it, God can be very angry with you. When God called Moses and told him that I wanted to go and live, he was giving reasons. At a point, he actually told God, God, send somebody else. Because I can't talk. The Bible says that the anger of God was kindled against Moses. I was checking that verse in the Bible. That's why I wanted to read it for them. Exodus. Chapter 4, verse 13. No, yeah, start from verse 13 so that you understand. Exodus chapter 4, verse 13. 13 to 14. And he said, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, the hand of him whom thou wilt send. Send another shepherd. And the anger of the Lord was. We said, go and start a center. He said, no, send another person to go and do the, the center. Me, I can't do. Yes, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against him. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. Why? Because Moses didn't want to obey the call of God. Yeah. When you read this book, I'll, I'll read it. You know, sometimes people think I'm saying my own ideas. This book was written a long time ago. Let me read something from the book to you so you know. I'm not just saying my own ideas. Look at that. Exodus chapter 4, verse 13. Those of you who take the call of God lightly. Becoming a shepherd. The shepherd must have a divine call. That's point number two. Oh, sorry. I think I have else. 
I'm looking for somewhere to read for you. Read to you from the book. You know, this book looks it's a bit mixed up compared to what I have in my iPad. So let me read something that I saw in my iPad to you. Yeah. Yeah. A shepherd must have a divine call. He says here, listen all. He says here, listen. He says, Christian friend. Don't take the call of God lightly. You could pay with your life for disobeying the divine call. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. I'm reading from the book to you. It came from your home. Is it in the book? 28. Page 28. Yeah. No, my, my, I, don't, I think my own is a bit mixed up. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Is that 28? could pay for it. You could pay with your own life. I mean, one of the most irritating things is when you are calling somebody and the person doesn't mind you. I have a certain, I've had different house helps in my house. Since I started having children, some of them are very rude. One particular girl, my wife will be calling her and it's like she will not mind a bad attitude if you go and do something she'll be dragging walking it's like what on the book I will do it at my own time yeah one time I one time I have a girl in my house I called her to do something for me when I called her give me your phone when I called her she came holding the phone. And I was sitting at my chair. So when she came, then she said, I'm sure there was an earthquake in the house. My wife, my, I was chatting with, I was exchanging texts with my phone, not knowing that my hand had pressed the speaker, so my wife heard. She said, what's happening in the house? Because she heard me screaming. I called her friend, somebody that I have employed. I feed you. You stay in my house. I pay you every month. I've called you to do something for you, my employee. And your response to me. I said, This is lie or lie will happen. And the phone that she was using, I bought it for her too. Can you imagine? It? I freaked out. I mean, even my children ran away. I said, nonsense. I don't care who you are talking. Turn that damn phone off now. Before something bad happens here. She started shaking. She said, I said, Are you mad? Are you a mad girl? Come and stand here. I'm talking to you. And she came there. I said, let this be the last time. Because the next time you behave like this, you will leave the house within five minutes. Are you mad? Me, I'm calling you to do something for me. You are telling me that you're on the phone. Are you mad? Have you lost your mind? I'm calling you to do... You are you're on the phone. You will come when you want to. Where, 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 which proper place will you go and work? 
Then you say you are busy, you are doing something else. That will be your last day. I blasted her. So for kind of who trained you? You have no training. So you can't, you can't like that in my house. Yeah. You will pack your things now, and I will suck you out. And when God calls us, yeah. we want to do things at our own pace. It can, ladies and gentlemen, it can cost you. God can kill you. I'm telling you. Yes. When Prophet Kakra felt the call of God, Prophet tells us, he says that, oh, I told him that, oh, he should take his time. He said, no, no, if I don't, I feel like if I don't do this thing, God will kill me. Those of you that you take the call of God for a joke. You have to be very careful. And so yeah, she, yeah, pa. I said you have to be what? Very careful. If you are here, you are involved in the church work. So You see, and many of us take the things of God lightly. Yeah. You will not do it well. You joke with the call of God. If I call you and I give you a responsibility, believe me, I'm nothing but just a man, but it is God who has called you. Yes. When I was coming here, Bishop, Bishop, it was it was it was my father, the prophet, Bishop Dagwood Mills, who told me, we are sending you to Abuba, go and do the church there. At that time we did the place, the building was basically a shell. No doors, nothing. Build the place. And as you are going, he gave me a certain condition which I will not tell you. Something that, something that he expected of me. A certain you understand? And ladies and gentlemen, even though he is a man, it was a voice of God. Hallelujah. You are getting married, and I come and officiate your wedding. So, Obana, so Uber, where no and I, I tell you, eh, Pastor when I was officiating your wedding, and I said, What God has put together, let no man put asunder. And you took the girl home and started doing what married people do. Am I the one who gave you permission to start doing that thing? Or is God? That one there is God. But when we tell that when that one, when I say become a shepherd, that one there, oh, Reverend Sumpa says I should become a shepherd. Okay. That one there, I said. But when we do your wedding for you, that one there, you go to the room and start doing things. Because God, that one there, God has put you together. It's God. And what, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. If you are not becoming, a, the only reason why you have, you have not availed yourself is because you are not willing. And that takes us to the next point. Five important conditions for becoming a shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen.
Amen. The next condition, fix it up here, but I don't know how it can be minimized. Because it's five conditions. And this chapter, it only gives two. Anyway, condition number three. You must have a willing commitment. A shepherd, you see them today. A shepherd must have a willing commitment. Uh, this one is working. Eh? Okay. A shepherd must have a willing commitment. Willing commitment. Somebody say willing commitment. You must have a willing commitment. Check and see if I don't know why I'm struggling with it. Check and see if it's there. A willing commitment. Turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 16 and 17. Yeah. You see, you may have a desire. You may have a desire. You definitely have the call of God. But if you don't have a willing commitment, you will not do it. Yeah. You see people, we will do altar call. How many of you want to become shepherds? You see that it's not there. Okay. You see, they say, oh, I want to be. But then, now, stay for the shepherd school. I'm going somewhere. Because, you, 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 you need, one of the things, when, we, when, we, when, when I teach you about um, features, of a potential shepherd. One of the features is that you must be available. Availability. Yeah. If you are not available, you cannot be. Yeah. You must have time for God. If you don't have time, you can't be. Yeah. We close church. No, you, you are going somewhere. You are going somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Are you with me? So you must have a willing commitment. You see, when you are committed to something, you don't just walk out. Yeah. It's like marriage. That's why we make you exchange vows. You say in sickness, in health, whatever you say, a commitment. So you cannot become a shepherd without a willing, strong commitment to the shepherdural process. Because to be a shepherd, you need to be trained and retrained constantly. A shepherd stop being trained. A shepherd doesn't stop learning. You have to keep because you don't know it all. The fact that I am a reverend doesn't mean that I've arrived. I'm still learning. I'm still in school. So it, it cannot be that I'm called for a meeting or to a train to be trained. Then I won't go. You are teaching shepherd school. You will not come. Yeah. We are organizing stir it up service. You won't come. We are organizing SAT service on Tuesday. You won't come. You, you, you don't have time for such things. Yeah. When you do that, you, you, it shows that you don't have a willing commitment. Yeah. Every shepherd, every church worker must participate in the SAT service. Yeah. 
Are you with me? Yeah. First Samuel 3.10, the Bible says that then someone said, Master, speak thy servant hearing. Yeah. He was willing. Isaiah said, Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8, he said, I am here, send me. Here I am, send me. Are you willing? Ask your neighbor, are you willing? Ask your neighbor, are you willing to, to be, are you really willing to be a shepherd? Ask your neighbor, do you have a willing commitment? Yeah. This is where people, this is where it is at this point that the separation happens. Those who actually are willing. You see, we'll send people, go and become a shepherd. Then they will not have the meeting. Then when they don't have the meeting, they will not even, it doesn't even occur to them to call. That, oh, I couldn't have the meeting. Will not bother to go, will not bother to communicate anything. Then you arrive in church. And then, oh, did you have your meeting? No, I went somewhere. It, it shows immediately that you don't have a willing commitment. I said you don't have a willing commitment. Yeah. You don't have a willing commitment. Christopher, are you with me? Yeah. You must have a willing commitment. Yeah. Committed. When we are having, it's so sad. We are having a um, Hamatan Bible seminar. You will see shepherds, especially the Accra churches, including this Aguba church. Mm-hmm. No, in, no willing commitment to attend. Jennifer, what I'm saying, am I lying? Yeah. If you really want to go somewhere, you will go. The, the reasons, you see, the, you see, there are a thousand reasons why you cannot do a lot of things. People do what they really want to do. That's what I'm saying. In my short life, in this, in my short time in this world, I've realized that people do what they really want to do, and they do, they find one million reasons why they cannot do things. Yeah. So we say become a shepherd. You say people find reasons. Finally, what I'm saying. Am I lying? Yeah. Oh, I went somewhere. Oh, because of this. Oh, that, that, that. So many reasons. It's because we don't have a willing commitment, period. You lack it. I said, you lack it. Number four. I'm talking about five conditions for becoming a shepherd. Condition number one is what? You must have a desire. Condition number two is what? You must have a divine call. And I'll explain to you that all of us are called. Condition number three is what? You must have a willing commitment. Willing commitment. Now, condition number four. A shepherd must have a godly character. A godly character. Hallelujah. Yeah. A good character. The Bible says, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. The Bible says that moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. 
What does faithful mean? It means someone who is loyal. Someone who is reliable. Somebody who is trustworthy. Somebody who is dependable. Somebody who is constant, doesn't change. Are we godly? Do we, you, 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 are you ask your neighbor? Ask your neighbor sitting by you. Are you a godly person? Are you a trustworthy person? Are you a dependable person? Ask your neighbor. Can I trust you? Ask your neighbor. Can I rely on you? Yeah. We must be godly. I said we must be what? Godly. Yeah. A godly person means that somebody who doesn't love the world but loves God. Godly. A godly person is somebody who does not allow himself to, to, to follow the desires of the flesh. Yeah. You are becoming a shepherd, but you are into big time fornication. I shouldn't preach, you see. Me everywhere I go, I preach the same. <laughs> you are into fornication. Yeah. Hey, how can you become a shepherd? You are into pornography. You know all the websites. You know all. It's on your mobile phone. Some of you, as you are sitting here, there is a folder on your phone with different videos with different styles. That's what you use for your quiet time. When you wake up, you do quiet time. You are watching. I shouldn't preach it. At your workplace, you steal money. You tell lies. You can't draw. You are not a godly character. You are not a godly character. A girl, somebody's husband is chasing you and you are also flowing. You are walking with somebody's husband. You are sowing a very bad seed, seed and you reap it. You have to be a godly person. I mean, the Bible says that a, a bishop must be blameless. Yeah. We don't want shepherds who have questionable characters. One day I was sitting here, where Pastor Evans is right here. Somebody came to church. A girl a pastor is trying to sleep with her. Fine protocol will not allow me to mention the church and the pastor. And I told her, please, it's a very sensitive issue. Don't tell anybody. Just quietly leave the church. It's, 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 it's a condition. You must be godly. How can I be in my office here? Then I'll call Hey, get get you come and see me after church. When she comes, then I will remove all the I will lower all the curtains and I'll lock the doors. I feel so, I want to lay hands on you. God forbid! 
He said he was laying hands and then he started pressing certain places. You see, when we behave like that, when we behave like that, we, we destroy the image of the church. A certain pastor was telling me about a town that he was sent to. He said, when he got to the town, somebody else had been sent there before him. And the guy, you know, there was a small congregation. The guy started sleeping with all the girls in the church. Until he impregnated somebody's wife. I don't know what was so special about the guy, but it looks like he's very powerful. You see, and if you are a preacher, if you are a pastor, because of the work that you do there is some anointing that comes upon you and I'm a you pray, you read your Bible and Bible says because of the oil the virgins they do love you it makes you attractive I know that I'm attractive to people because of what I do but, but you see you have to that's why you must have a God once you teach people you stand you lead people especially people who stand on stage singers and what have you you become attractive but you must have a godly character you can't just behave anyhow you must be godly you you are you you are going to juju you see and it's, it's, recently i met a girl baby I went to preach somewhere. I was, I was in the Western region last week. I went to preach somewhere. Then after the service, one of, one of the days, the girl, a girl came to me. I said, I have a problem. I said, what's the problem? There is somebody in my life, but it's a, it's a, I have a problem. I said, what's the problem? There is somebody in my life. I said, well, what's, the, what's the problem with somebody? Are you not marriageable? What's the problem? Uh, he's a Muslim. And I said, So, why do you want to marry a non believer? We are not supposed to marry unbelievers. Not that he's a bad person, but he's an unbeliever. That's a I can change him. Even his mother and his father, all the, the, they, they know. And I, said, and I said, but you, Church of Pentecost, nobody will mind you. You know it. And I, I will not officiate your wedding. you are, you are, you are, you you want to force the church to compromise to fit your ungodly ways. You want us, you want us to. To, to compromise and suit your, your, your unspirituality. That's how many people are there. Come and do counseling you don't want to do. Amen. So you need to have a godly character. Yeah. You can't be in the church. You are into lying. You are into stealing. You are into, you are into sakawa. 
and all kinds of ungodly behavior. And you are in the church that you are a shepherd. No, so when Timba asori ni maude atroni akronobo ene sakawe juman kwa na ye na so peso you go and shepherd for them. That's why in the church we 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 don't rush to appoint, but we watch your character for a while. And if you are here and you are a worker or a leader in the church. Change your ways if you are ungodly. If there's anything about you that you realize is ungodly, change your ways. So I have not said, "Oh, can you?" I have said, "Oh, Germany, I'm sorry, no matter." So we said, "You may be unkoye." Oh, are you changing your ways? Are you changing from today? So we said, "Oh, sister." Everybody say, "Lifestyle change." That's what I say. Subain sister. Subain sister. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm not a perfect person, but there are some things that. There is no girl here who can say that I've been squeezing them in their office or any funny thing like that. No, 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 no. Maybe you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shepherd, you have to must have high moral standards. Yes, yeah. No, you cannot just be behaving anyhow. No. And finally, the last one will surprise you. I'm talking about so what are the five conditions we've done how many so far? Four. Number one, you must have what a desire. Number two, a divine call. Number three, a willing commitment. Number four, a godly character. And finally, your spouse must also be qualified for ministry. Yes. The book says that the wife of a shepherd must be qualified for ministry. But since shepherds are not just males, I'm saying that your spouse must also have some kind of a qualification. And I would say that, you know, you may your husband may not be a shepherd, but you must marry somebody who will allow you to serve God. Are you with me? Don't marry, get it, you understand? As you are here, nice girl in the ministry, working in the media department, taking pictures, what have you. Then one day, Jack Toronto will come and then it's like, Jack Toronto, on Sunday morning, he wants to eat a mutuo. He wants to go to the beach. You can't come to church and do your work again. Then your ministry is finished. Don't marry somebody who will not allow you to serve God. If somebody comes to propose, and this is to the young girls, if you are already married, well, that one you have to pray for God to manage. So they can't worry that they are. Yeah. You have to manage the marriage. Yeah. And don't pray that your husband or your wife will die. One man, he said, this man, something must happen. Hey! You want to kill your wife? Hallelujah. Amen. First Timothy three eleven, pastor info. Read it for them. First Timothy chapter three verse eleven. First Timothy three eleven, I believe. First Timothy chapter three verse eleven. Uh-huh. What's the name? Even so, must their wives be grave, not the slanderous. Wives. It's talking about the wife of a bishop, the wife of a leader, uh-huh. not slanderous. The wife must be grave. That means that he has to be honest, mm. sober. Not slander. A slander is somebody who is the Bible describes that the, the Greek word for slander is the word diabolos. You are like a devil, and a, a slander is someone who is an accuser. <laughs> sober. Sober. That means that you are someone who is 
level-headed and, and controlled. Yeah. Sober. And then what again? Faithful in all things. Faithful in all things. Faithful in all things. So, be careful who you decide to marry. Actually, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because God has called you to ministry. That's why I'm going to preach somewhere and you even come with me. It's a sign that you are called. If you are not called, you can you will not be interested in even following me anywhere. Yeah. You are called. God has called you. You are, you, you are being, you are being, you see, when you are called, eh, it, you are set aside. You are different. You are not an ordinary person. You can't just behave anyhow. That is why in the Bible, in the Bible, eh, in the Bible, you will notice when you read about the patriarchs, when it was time for Abraham's son, Isaac, eh, to have a child, Abraham said, I don't want my child to marry these Canaanite women. So he sent his servant, Eliza of Damascus, go to my hometown and see if you can find a wife for my son. That's how come Rebecca was found for Isaac. And when Isaac, Isaac now gave birth to and Rebecca, they gave birth to Jacob and Esau. Is that not so? Yeah. When the time came for Jacob to marry, Esau then he was a rebel. But Jacob they didn't want him to marry just anybody. He ended up in the house of Laban. Where he found Rachel. You can't just marry anybody. I'm telling you. You see, many years ago when I was in the university, somebody accused me. I was bathing. <laughs> Our bathing was in the, in the general, you know, their cubicles. So I was in one of the cubicles bathing. Then somebody came. Then he saw me. Ah, it be you where you be there. Lighthouse elder, eh? You go here, sir. You don't like make your girls the way they behave, you know, fresh. Like, you know, they like make your girls uh, make other guys, they run them. Why go you do chisel so? You know, they release your girls, make you run them. <laughs> hey! Accusation. It's like, uh, we lighthouse people, we are what? Yes. It's not about what are we. My, my point is that do not marry somebody who will not allow you to serve God. Especially the girls. Yeah. My wife is. Look, my the work that my wife does, if she was married to a certain type of person, she could never do that work. Do you know that since I have never spent Christmas Day with my wife before? Usually on Christmas Day, I will see her in the evening because she works in the ministry. As I said, that's what she works in the ministry, and I am also in the ministry. So on Christmas Day, I will come and do my church. What have you? She's also doing her whatever meetings. What have you? By the time she finishes, even if I close early or what have you. I understand that she's working. She travels a lot. It's not a problem. But if she had married a certain another type of person, say, ah, Christmas Day. It's 12 o'clock. You say you are where? 
But the time so I hand. opened my eyes, otherwise, come and pack your things and go and stay with them. Do you understand? Marry them. Marry the people that you are with. Are they the ones who married you or I'm the one who married you? It will not be easy. I'm telling you, young girls, listen, listen to me. You say God has called you, you want to be a shepherd, what have you? So, you understand what I'm saying? You see, right now, you are, I don't know, you are still a teenager, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe 10 years' time. When you are ready for marriage, the average Ghanaian gets ready for marriage between a girl between 25 and 28. That's when most girls get married. Some are a little later, but usually 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. Yeah, you reduce to Claire, but usually. I shouldn't preach the truth. <laughs> hey, my time is up. So marry somebody who will allow you to serve God. Are we okay? You understand the preaching? Five important conditions for becoming a shepherd. Number one, have a desire. That's why I'm talking about shepherding. So that you have a desire. Because we are looking for 100% shepherds. Yes. I want to see I'm waiting for the day that I will see 100 buses coming to church and I want to see 100 shepherds who have people a shepherd is different from a, 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 a singer just a singer or just a pianist the guy playing the keyboard is also a, 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 a center shepherd because you understand don't think that just because you sing you are okay. You must bust people to church. You must be a shepherd. You must have teach people. It's different. I mean, being a dancing star and, and, and dancing in church is good. But it is not enough to just dance in church. Where are your sheep? Yeah. That's why you must be a shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. I said what? Hallelujah. Amen. May God help us. Amen. May we rise up and become mighty shepherds. Amen. And he shall serve the Lord. And he shall bless. The quality of your life will go far higher when you rise up and become a shepherd. We were in the western region. We visited the Azim beach. We went to the fishing port. Then we drove to some town in, in Zulezu or some, some interesting towns around the uh, in Zima areas. On Friday, I was on air. I went to the radio station. And I was, they, they, they interviewed me. I said, look at me. Oh. An Asante boy from Colombo. I don't know anybody. I'm not an important person, but I'm being treated like an important person. They're taking me to radio. Interviewing me on air. The pastor took me to places, showed me around the towns. And when we were on the beach of Axim, we we're taking pictures. Beautiful place. You should see the stonework that they've done there. And I said, I told, I told Patrick, I said, Patrick, if it wasn't for preaching, and the shepherdural work. What will I be doing here? 
What, 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 what should I be doing here? I was listening to the prophet preach. He said, because of the ministry, I've been to different places. The quality of your life will go higher when you become a shepherd. Your life is very boring and very low. I'm telling you. But only that you don't know. There is, there is a great blessing in rising up and be, And those who are shepherds, uh, Richard, as you continue being faithful, you see that the quality of your life will go higher. There are, there are some problems that you will never have because you are a shepherd. Even there are some sicknesses that you, you will never have. Bible says that I will take sickness out of the midst. You will never have them because you are a shepherd. I'm you, rise up and become a shepherd. A lot of problems. People have there are so many problems in this world. When you serve God, you will bless your bread. You will bless your water. You will take sickness. If you genuinely rise up and become a shepherd, even poverty, you will escape it. I'm telling you. Many people don't have a willing commitment. Even there are some people who are shepherds, but they don't really have a willing commitment. I don't have to call you and find out, have you followed up? Have you ch- how many of your people came to church? Who didn't come? Have you called them? It shows that like, I'm forcing you to do the work. Oh, Stand up to your feet. I want us to pray. Please, no walking out. I beg you. Let's stand up to your feet. I want us to pray for one minute. I want to tell God. I don't know whether you have a desire. Some of you, God has called you, but you don't have a desire. You don't have a willing commitment. You need the desire, you need the willing commitment. It is very important. You can never do well as a shepherd if you don't have a willing commitment. I want you to pray. Father, help me. Give me a desire. God, God is the God of desires. Maybe you are here. You realize that the desire is not your heart. When you tell God to give you a desire, or maybe tell God to make your desire stronger. I want a stronger desire. Pastor Ivo, don't you think you will be a better pastor if you had a stronger desire? Pastor Christian, don't you feel that your desire should be stronger? I want my desire to be stronger as a shepherd. Maybe if my desire is quadrupled, I will be a better pastor. I want us to pray and say, Father, give me a stronger desire. I want to be a good shepherd. I want to be a shepherd. You are, many of you, you don't have any desire. You are not doing the shepherd. There is no desire. But I want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray. Raise up from our midst hundreds of shepherds 
will go out there yes. and come in droves with their souls. Amen. I thank you, Lord, for answered prayer in Jesus' name. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Somebody invited you to church this morning. Or maybe you have been coming. And you want to see Reverend pray for me. You want to say, Reverend, I need Jesus in my life. You are not born again. And you want to say, Reverend, I want to give my life to Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. You are here like that. I want you to lift up your voice. Lift up your hand, sorry. And I'll pray for you. You are not born again. You don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. If you fall down and die right now, you are not sure whether you will go to heaven or not. You must be born again. Jesus said, except a man become born again, he can never see the kingdom of heaven. You are here, you are not born again. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you right now. Is your hand lifted up? Is your hand lifted up? If your hand is lifted up, I want you to come forward. I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Come, I'll pray with you. Is there anybody else? You want to be born again? You want to give your life to Jesus. It's very important. You are taking a very important decision. A very important decision. That will follow you. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. Now I want every eye closed and I want these two young people to repeat after me. Alright. Everybody close your eyes. We are praying. Pray with me. Say dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. This afternoon this afternoon I stand before you I stand before you just as I am just as I am Lord I know Lord, Lord I, know I know that I am a sinner that I'm a sinner please have mercy on me please have mercy on me forgive me of all my sins forgive me of all my sins from today from today I will serve you I will serve you from today from today I will follow you. I will follow you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For dying for me on the cross. For dying for me on the cross. Now, Satan. Now, Satan. Listen carefully to me. Listen carefully to me. I have nothing to do with you. I have nothing to do with you. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I am born again. I am born again. I am born again. I am born again. Thank you, Lord, once again. Thank you, Lord, once again. For the free gift of salvation. For the free gift of salvation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Put your hands together for Jesus. You may be Thank you for listening to Reverend Kweku Sumpa Osei. We believe your life will never be the same again. 